first instance of malfeasance by the commissioner of what we're seeing. At some point, some Chinese food's going to pull up and we're going to pause the recording and eat it. Josh Groban! He's eating his own sushi! That's the most baller thing I've ever seen! Like, everyone doesn't look good and naked all the time. I love this cornbread so much, I want to take it behind a middle school and get it pregnant. Cool beans, man. I live by the quarry. We should hang out by the quarry and throw things down there. What you doing? Our cats were just about to have sex. Ooh, shaking his fanny at us. <laughs> Meow. Mother, may I? Bone! Cool. And welcome to another thrilling installment of After the Laugh Track. I am sitting here for the first time ever laying this thing down with my newest pal to join the party, Mr. Eric Lacoste. What's up, baby? Oh, nothing. You handsome devil. I'm happy to be no, here with you. You. You had a thick beard. Yeah, it's been a lazy few uh, weeks for me. You know? I love I just, it. Thanks, man. I uh, I intend to shave it or trim it down soonish, but I've been just kind of not getting a haircut or beard shaving for a while. and just kind of like... Don't shave it. I'm getting a little wee bit of grizzly going. Just trim it. Trim it up. Yeah, I'm going to trim it a bit. Yeah, yeah. I've been beardy lately, but yeah, it's, it needs some trimming for sure. Coach Beard. Yeah. I'm a Derek Weber, by the way, folks. Derek. Sorry, I kind of blasted you guys with yeah, that little that was, Captain Holt sound bite there. there. Wait, was that actually Captain Holt? Yeah, that's Captain Holt. It's great. That's why I, I, I love it so much. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. Like him. It's my favorite use of my name in pop culture history. It's my I number one. I don't have one. We'll find you one because you'll you'll we'll, you'll search through the interwebs looking for your name. Yeah, and you'll kind of be like, oh yeah, Eric was in this freaking movie. There's got to be a good oh, like. And a there's mo- got movies too. Movies, yeah, yeah. shows, yeah, anywhere yeah, yeah. in pop culture. Because I'm betting there's a good one from like the X Men franchise. Because oh, Magneto's yeah, yeah. name is Eric. You That's got like true. so you'll probably get like uh, what's his name that played young Xavier saying Eric in a cool way. Oh, um, that, that could be an option. James McAvoy. Yeah. Fucking James he's, McAvoy. He's a hottie, dude. Total hottie, dude. Yeah, big time. They did fantastic casting with those movies. They did, yeah. It's a, it's a shame those last two really clunked off the deep end, but the but the first class and Days of Future Past were a shitload of fun. Amazing. Yeah, yeah I really enjoyed them. Yeah, the Apocalypse thing got rough, and then the Dark Phoenix thing was just like... I didn't even watch that movie. Oof. Yeah, I went to the theater for it. Bad. I knew it was going to be bad, and I was like, I'm doing it anyway. By then, it had already been announced that Disney had acquired Fox, so it was kind of like going to an old friend's funeral. But like, <laughs> instead of an old friend, it was kind of like a kid that grew up down the road from you that was like kind it's of a like dick, an but you have a yeah. few fond memories of. Yeah, the guy who. Yep. Yeah, so it was like that for me, where I was like, I gotta watch the very last mutant hurrah from Fox before. The guy I- who drinks too much at the party and then does some dumb shit, but then he's cool with you and he doesn't drink. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that so I, I went and paid my last respects to that whole franchise, essentially. And uh, yeah, it was two minute, two hours of my life that I can't have back. Those uh, those two hours are gone now That in that yep. theater. At least I had popcorn. That helps always, you know? It does help. Yeah. You have a little bunch of crunch in it. Ooh, no, see, I uh, I just go with the classic extra butter. Yeah. And sometimes I'll have gotten like the pretzel with cheese. And Ooh. if we've got some leftover cheese, I'll kind of like dip my little popcorn nuggets mm. and just like a little... little just the tip and the cheese. Just the tip and the cheese was the name of my porn tape. Ooh, that's a good porn tape. Although it does slightly imply a venereal disease of some sort. Uh, yes. Was it? <laughs> that was it. was it. not very Gouda. Not very Gouda. <laughs> very oh. cottage cheese. <laughs> Which I think is disgusting, folks. I, I've oh, Okay, so I, I used to hate cottage cheese. And then I tried it recently because my tastes have been changing weirdly. And I don't hate it anymore, but I don't love it. It's a texture thing. Oh, I respect that. Yeah, t- t- see, that's my that's part of my problem with it too. I'm like, for me, texture is it for a lot of foods. There's for a lot every, of foods just that I'm everything. just not in on because of texture alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, 
It's weird because I love cucumbers, or I hate cucumbers, but love pickles too. So that's weird. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You just need that extra dill in your life, you know? That's Cucumber right. Cucumber alone, not the, di- not the dill. Add the dill, make it a pickle. It's probably why my, uh, you're in. my online handle is dilly. Oh, that's silly dilly. I know. I'll, I'm into it though. Dilly. And uh, Eric, today you and I. Yeah, yeah. Are celebrating our 36th and 35th birthday, respectively. Oh, yeah, yeah. Today is our birthday. Yeah, July 26th. We are kicking it here. I uh, knew that it was... uh, We just started chatting about him joining this uh, franchise we're developing, if you will, uh, last week. And I knew our birthday seemed like a perfect day to do our first It is a perfect day. I got to leave work early. And I'm I'm working remote tomorrow. Oh, hell yeah. So I don't have to, like, be asleep too early. Hell yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. So Eric, we are here mm. today. The episode that we are starting out with, let's do it, is our top ten favorite best friend duos in sitcom history. Yep, just I had a best buds cutting list. it up. This was a hard list. I yeah. legitimately had to look up some because I, my brain on its own, could not remember them. Sure, yeah, I, uh, I kind of just like ran through my mental checklist of shows I love. And I kind of found him that way. I was like, all right, best friend doing yeah, this but mine, show. I did the same thing, but my list was really short in my brain. Mm, fair enough. And then internet reminded you like, oh, yeah, there's lots of television shows I've liked over the years. Yep. Yep. Very much so. That'll happen. That'll, that'll happen in a hurry. Well. Oh, that's weird. Here's how we're going to do this, folks. If you've Let's never listened to me do a top 10 list before, we're going to start at 10, and then we're going to count down to 1. Are we going to do But with any- a caveat... Honorable mentions. Oh, we can throw a couple honorable mentions out before we do our number 10 for sure. Okay. But uh, I, I the, have a, the um, additional caveat before we get to honorable mentions yeah, yeah. is if one of us names a duo and the other person has it higher on their list than the number we are on, just say so. You don't have to say what number it's going to be at. Just say, I've got it higher. And we will refrain from further talking about that duo until we get until to we it. get to the higher point on the two lists. Mm, that okay. way, sounds good. That way, we you know we don't need to go into the friendship two separate times. We'll we'll just talk about it where it's ranked higher. Help move and groove things along. Grease the wheel, Grease if you will. Grease the wheel. Okay, but uh, yeah, that sounds good. You sounded like you were pretty pumped about your honorable mention, so I'll let you start off there. Okay. Well, let me. One of my honorable mentions is the entirety. Okay. So we're starting. My first honorable mention is the entirety of the workaholics being cast. I'm fresh. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, gotta, gotta be fresh. So like the trio? The trio. I respect that. It's like a thruple, essentially, in terms of best friend comparisons. Honorable mention, because it's three instead of best friends. They kind of switch in the series. Like... Who's best friends with who out of the three? So I thought I would throw them in there. Um, you might actually have this duo on your list. I'm listening. I put Jim and Dwight. Oh, I do not have this on my list. As an honorable mention. Because during the whole show, they're, you know, they're at each other's pranking each other and all that. But at the end of the series, they finally, you know, become super close. Oh, it's beautiful. The, the yeah. whole bachelor party and all the Gutenpranks is one of the yeah. most adorable things on The Office, for sure. Yeah, and what really gets me is the, the scene where uh, Jim and Pam are leaving, and they're going to tell Dwight. And he says, get out of here. So he essentially fires them so he, they can have their yes. pension or whatever. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. The, the evolution of Dwight is a uh, wonderful thing from that show because it's so slow-paced. It's not like it ever takes leaps forwards. Yeah. You never see Dwight wholeheartedly change as a human. He just subtly gains these kinship and friendship feelings towards people. Yeah, and he does it through being not changing himself. Yes, he stays true to himself in every way. Yeah, their friendship is It's like is everybody else has Stockholm Syndrome with his personality. I almost actually put Jim and Pam on this list. I was thinking about that too. Because I was like, I feel like that's the closest friendship of the show. Like, if you, even, if, if you go through that first that few years, of there's, of course, the everyone knows Jim has the crush on Pam and stuff. Yeah. But he's still just like her best friend. And like, it was only six. three seasons that they were friends. Right. So and then, then, and then they become husband and wife. So that I refrained from doing it. Yeah. It felt like it'd be a fun rule break, which I love doing. 
Yeah. But I think my rule break was kind of um, the workaholics. Kind no, of. I like the thru- I like the best friend thruple. I, I think that's some jolly stuff. I hadn't even thought of that show, jolly. but that's a, they are a they are a hell of a best friend thruple. Um, I only had one more honorable mention because apparently I had an honorable mention, but I actually put it in my top ten. A different one. Um, Nick and Schmidt from New Girl. I have it higher on my list. Okay. Wait, do I? I don't. I, I need, don't know. You tell me. Do all right. Um, no, I'm sorry. They are in my uh, they're in my honorable mentions as well. And the only reason why I have them in an honorable mention is because I haven't seen a lot of the show. Um, to make a f- statement about their friendship, other than what I've seen, which is it's just hilarious. Uh, it's 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 an elite tier sitcom for me. Is it really? It's like it's like f- I have it higher slightly than How I Met Your Mother. Sometimes in my head. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm gonna have to watch it then. Yeah. And uh, it it's one of those. So the first season's fun and funny, but it's not amongst my favorites at that point. Season two, early on, Winston takes this switch as a character from, like, former basketball player, kind of a guy's guy, and also just kind of quiet, yeah. to the biggest fucking weirdo in television history, and it's wonderful. When did, didn't, wasn't he the gets first a cat. episode, <laughs> wasn't the first episode a different character, or a different actor? Yes. Okay. Um, and they it, actually bring him back for a couple seasons, and Winston and that other character, played by Damon Wayans Jr., Yeah. Um, are both in the loft, and that's actually the sweet spot of the show. It's season three through season five. I think I've actually seen got an all episode of them where in the loft. Yeah. yeah, and it's it it's magical for that stretch when he re- rejoins the cast, because by then Winston is Winston gets a cat, and that's really what begins his just like de evolution into lunacy, and it's just so fun. Like that's who, the stretch of the Winston? show. Uh, Lamorne Bishop is the actor's right. name. That's right. Very talented dude. He's also got that pretty funny show on Hulu called Woke. I haven't watched that. Oh, it's worth a watch. It's pretty funny. It's not one of my. It's not one of my favorites. Like New Girl is, but it was worth a watch. I enjoyed it. Yeah. What was? Who was in? Um... Oh, never mind. Uh, so the the guy who plays Nick, I'm blanking on his name. Um. Jake. Shit. Yeah, Jake. Wow. Yeah, no. We're gonna have to Google that one, but yeah. um, he he did that movie um, "Let's Be Cops." That was with Damon Wayans Jr., yep. right? Yeah. So yeah. that that's for some reason that's what popped in my head first, and I was like, "So they met on the set of New Girl, and then made and that then they movie. made that movie, yeah. which is an amazing movie. It's yeah. so very funny, funny movie." Yeah. Uh, Jake Johnson. That's his last Jake name. Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Without Google, guys. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, it took my brain a minute to bounce last names around. Yeah. But. Uh, also has a very funny movie on Hulu now called Ride the Eagle. It's hmm. only about 80 minutes. I haven't So it's a nice short watch and it's very funny. Ride the Eagle with Susan Sarandon playing his mother. Hmm. Um and it's yeah, it's a, it's a very funny movie written and written directed and starring him. Oh, he wrote and directed it. Yeah. All right, big big set forward for Ride his career. Very cool. Oh, and was in Into the Spider-Verse, which I love. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good. Movie. Older Peter Parker. Perfect. Um, I think we went through my honorable mentions. What What are your yeah. honor, honorable so, mentions? So one of my honorable mentions was Nick and Schmidt, and I have two others. That actually works out well. We both kind of yeah. landed on three. Yeah. Um, Winston and Cece from okay. New, Girl New Girl is actually one of mine. That I don't, I, I don't think I got that far for them to be. Yeah, there's a stretch of time around season three or season four where they start becoming very close hmm. to the point where he becomes one of her bridesmaids when she gets married wow. eventually, um, which is just so cute. And like his reaction when she asks him is just like, he, he has this quote where he's just like, girl, you just took my breath away. <laughs> and it's just like so cute and just like charming stuff. Uh, they also have very uh, they have very silly inside jokes between them. Their friendship becomes really weird and really adorable and really pops for me. So I've got it just outside the top ten. So that actually wanted the, to mention it. The weird friendship is actually I have one of those that's on my list. Ooh, love a good weird friendship on the list. What number is it anyway? I have it at seven. Okay, nice, love that. Yeah. And then my last honorable mention, just outside the top ten, and I really, really wanted to put this one in the top ten. I just couldn't quite make the space for mm-hmm. it. Was Rosa Diaz and Amy Santiago from Brooklyn Nine Nine? Rosa and Amy, yeah, that is, that it, would, yeah. 
it's just a very cute sisterhood. I like the origins of it where Amy's being hyper-competitive because that's what she was raised to do with a bunch of brothers and shit. Yeah. And Rose is like, yo, we're like, A, the only women around here. B, the only Latina women around here. I literally here. just watched Can that Can we episode. just have each other's backs? Yep. And like, I like that they, that's a flashback for them. And then going forward, they just have this really, because uh, Rose is so guarded. Yeah. But Amy's kind of like the person that gets some of that emotional side from her. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Just love that. They level each other out. Yeah. Kind of like Jim and Dwight in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there's definitely some comparisons between the Jim and Dwight and the Rosa and Amy there, for sure. Yep, yep. But into the top ten, here's how we're going to determine who goes first. Ooh. I'm going to flip this Smucker's Jam Packet that I, I just found on the desk. Smucker's Jam Packet. Yeah, you sure do. So I have a tradition that I'm developing where I know okay. I no longer flip coins. I flip whatever object I can find around me. Okay. And today, it was a packet of jam. Je- uh, grape. Or je- uh, Concord Grape Jelly by Smucker's. Yeah, Shout out Smucker's. If you want to toss us some money, we'll talk about your jelly all every week. Sponsored by Smucker's. Yeah. Wait, wait, which side's what? Um, well, <laughs> so it's either the Smucket or the Bucket. Who's the Smucket? Call it in the air. All right. Bucket. Oh, it's in my butt. <laughs> All right. That was the worst flip no, of a Smucker's jelly packet ever. It landed on the Smucket. It landed on the Smucket. All right. Uh, nice. That's that's. So you, you get your choice then as the winner of the jelly um, packet flip. You go first. All right. You go first. Yeah, yeah. I shall. My number 10. Hit me. Is Ron and Leslie from Parks and Recreation. Okay. Hold on. Let me see. Don't have that one on my top ten. Okay. So. I will say that that should be in my honorable mention. That's fair. So they're just beautiful together. It's it's equal parts friendship and mentor-mentee, but they're both kind of each other's mentor. Yeah. In terms of. They both inspire each other. Ron is her professional mentor. She is his emotional mentor. Like She slowly teaches Ron how to be a normal and empathetic human and being. relatable human being yeah. while he teaches her the importance of respecting people's space and letting people be themselves in the professional setting and not expecting them all to behave like miniature Leslie's because yeah. there's no such thing as a miniature Leslie. You're a one for one. Exactly. There's no one like you is what he. Yeah. yeah. And she, she learns through that to use their strengths for what they are and take it like, the best collaborations are teams of people that are different and think differently and do differently. Yep. And That's I love that one. for their friendship. I love that she learns his birthday by bribing a Baskin Robbins employee That's, and yeah, that tortures so him the whole day. And then ends up just giving him steak and, and a gives movie him just like steak and a movie by himself with, oh, there's like a big plate of bacon as well. Oh, yeah. And he's, she hires a car to take him home whenever he's done for the night. It was and it's the beautiful. Bridge She's, over yeah. the River Kwai. Yeah. That was an Ann Perkins party. Why would I throw Ron Swanson an Ann Perkins party? You wouldn't. You wouldn't because you you're Leslie fucking nope. But next year she will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, she never follows through, or so we see anyway. As far as we know, yes. But I, I love their friendship. It's adorable. I had to make my top ten. Um, so my my number ten is one that I haven't seen a lot of this show, but I just feel like this two these two dudes as a friendship just sum up my close friendships, which is uh, Troy and Abed from Community. I have them higher. Okay. Um, my number nine then. Okay. Is Elliot Reed and Carla from Scrubs. Okay. Um, I will say I'm very green on Scrubs. Fair enough. That's okay. So Which, not she, by choice. It's never got to watch it. Elliot played by Sarah Chalk. Who, okay. Who yeah, is yeah, yeah. Stella from How I Met Your Mother. Yep. And Carla Espinosa. Yep. Um, she's a lead, series lead as well. Uh, they start out as like... Carla does not like this chick at all. Like Carla, Carla it, was the one that dated Turk. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Dated and marries Turk, and so in the early, in the early part of the first season, their relationship starts in a place of like Carla's just begrudgingly around this woman because she's hanging out with JD and JD's best friend is Turk and she's dating Turk, and so they're just yeah. kind of like around each other, and it eventually evolves to a point of a really sincerely beautiful friendship where. Uh, Carla learns that, like, yeah, Elliot's totally crazy and a right and a white chick raised in crazy privilege, 
but she's also this person that cares about people deeply, and she's a lunatic in her love for people. That's how friendships usually start. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they were forced to be around each other for a while, and then eventually became super duper close. And there's just a cute one over the years. They do a lot of really nice things for each other. Yeah, they lift each other up well, and uh, it's cool to see a friendship on a show start out in a tumultuous place. Yeah, I mean that's kind of how Jim and Dwight were. Honestly, I mean yeah, they started out not liking each other but they mostly exist in the tumultuous place exactly yeah um that was your number nine right yeah okay so i i'm gonna i'm gonna put a an eric guarantee that you don't have this on your list Ooh, uh, an eric t garrick t no okay we tried we tried yeah that's that's fine Uh, abby and alana from broad city i do not have that on my list but it's an outstanding go Hit me, um, hit, tell me about Abby and Alana. I love this show as well. So yeah, tell me all about it. I, I've seen sporadic episodes of this because I could never, I always caught it on Comedy Central. Mm. Um, but this kind of goes with the, um, who was it? Like the workaholics or the, the Troy and Abed, how they're like, their friendship is so really close but they show it in like non-traditional ways sometimes just being like the, the crazy girls. And I honestly, I just love the adventures they get into. And I just feel like it's reminiscent of how I was when I was younger. Um, and how I feel like I would be with my friends living, you know, living with them, but in like this big city. It's awesome. Yeah. As the best TV friendships definitely remind you of different friendships in your life. Exactly. And uh, I mean, I have a few of cause those, they feel but... real in that way. You oh know, yeah, like that's so much. That's so much of what I love about sitcoms. That's the juice of this genre of art in specific, yep. compared to comedic movies, compared to dramatic television, well, compared to these other areas. And yeah, it's just a super long form examination of human relationships. Exactly, and you have more. Yeah, like you said, you have way more time to develop those relationships in a tv show or a sitcom rather than you do a movie unless you're doing it over like multiple movies for the most part it's low stakes journeys exactly where you're just seeing like a life uh, or the lives of blank people and they're kind of just like it's it's more about the relationships forming than about the activities they're doing that's why like the office and parks and rec can work where one's set in a paper company and the other one is set in a small indiana town parks department exactly. these places on the sur- surface sound boring as sin <laughs> yeah but it's they not do. about them it's yeah. not it's not about those places no no it's about it's about the people in those places the humans in those places being completely ordinary and yet and completely relatable yeah. in so many ways but also and yet larger than life and yeah. weird and quirky That's and hilarious. Yep. Agreed. I agree. Yeah. Love that duo. Love that relationship. Uh, side note about that relationship. Yeah. <laughs> the episode in which uh, the one is uh, dating a guy who's asking her to peg him <laughs> just kills me because then i was like yeah just fucking do it just fuck him yeah just fucking do it <laughs> like and it's just a, such a great show where like is very much the yin and yang thing in a very different way than ron and leslie who i just yeah. mentioned where alana is always pushing the crazy side mm-hmm. what's her why am i blanking on the other one's name abby abby, fuck. abby I, I kept wanting to call her amy in my head and i was like that's not amy. right it's not right different show but i know so alana is always pushing amy to really go get out there and just be her weird self. Yeah. And Abby is helping Alana bring it back it just enough. Yep. Like she never asked her to not be herself. Yeah. She loves that Alana is her crazy wild card self that she is. She's just like trying to help coach her and be yourself, but slight, just this 5% tone down <laughs> that the real world requires. Yep. And it's, they're beautiful together. I love them. I love it. Show is so good. Very good show. I think you're on number Ocho. I'm on the Ocho. And uh, this is a show which was one of my favorite shows growing up. Watched it with my family all the time. I think and I know modern sensibilities this. and my evolution as a human have gotten me to the point where I don't find the show funny anymore. So I don't watch can this I, show. Can I guess? Yeah, hit me with a guess. Uh, Tim and Al from Home Improvement. No, no. Oh, okay. Reasonable guess, though, actually. Yeah, okay. uh, that is a cute friendship. I didn't it even is. think about that yeah. show, though. Um, talking about friends here. Oh, okay. 
So Friends is a tough rewatch. Who, who do you have? Uh, I've got Joey and Chandler. Okay, I got that higher. You got that higher? Yeah. All right, we'll get to it when we get I to it. Seen, I just want to make one last side note much. about Friends. Go for which it. Which is basically, I bet I'll, I won't be talking about Friends a ton throughout this show run, mainly because of just all the... There's a lot of misogyny. There's a lot. It's just of a it different. It's of a different well. era. It's aged poorly for me. Yeah. But this friendship did not age poorly. No. It's this a good friendship, friendship was. Well, I'm sorry. I've, I'm breaking my own rule here. You're good. We'll you're get good. to it when we get to it on your spot on the list. Give me your number eight, my friend. Um, again, this is from a show that I didn't watch too much of yet, um, but I can I can definitely see where this friendship is going, and just from the few episodes that I've seen, I can see where it started. Um, Jess and Cece, new girl. You, you higher for me. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Number seven for me. Back to Scrubs. Okay. I with, don't have this at all. Uh, Turk and JD. Okay. You had that at seven? Got it at seven. All right. Um, for some reason, I thought that would have been higher for you. The only reason it's not is because JD's kind of a dickbag. Okay. Turk is an amazing friend, and JD is at times, but JD is JD is actually the reason that. Uh, so it's Scru- like a it's like a Sheldon Leonard situation. Yeah, JD is the hardest part of rewatching Scrubs for me. He's just a big old dicky dick. He's he's he's, kinda, a, he's kind of a Richard. prick. He's a pretty selfish prick, and part of that's used in for in the form of the narrative. And through yeah. the years, he does get better, and he does. Learn and he does become more empathetic, and he does become a better friend, and all that evolution happens, and it's good. But the early handful of years of Scrubs, he's a young, cocky, dumb dick doctor. Dumb and dick it's doctor. Like it's, a, it's a pretty realistic portrayal, and I get how the characters developed, and it's it's well acted, it's well written. But that handful of years, there's I've related to that when I was younger. Oh and yeah. That, so then there's the part of me that watches it through the older prism. I, well, mine's the doctor part. I was just a, I was just a dumb dick. <laughs> we're, we were all fair, all but right. yeah. So T- Turk and JD, wonderful friendships. Start out as college roommates. You, they give the classic cool guy nerd guy dynamic, which is a friendship I've been in more than once in my life as yeah. the nerd guy. Yep. Same. And um, currently still in one. My best friend it. of 25 years. Yep. He's like the does he? Yeah. 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 He's the cool that, guy that is in. On, like he was in band, but he was still like the cool, cool kid. Cause he was in band. He did basketball, football, tennis. Yeah. I'm just like, Hey guys, I'm here too. <laughs> well, we were of the era where like, it had just kind of become like, you can still be one of the cool people and be in the arts. Yeah. Those two things were no longer mutually exclusive. Like it no. seems like they were in the nineties. That's true. Like me going to high school, like some of the coolest kids in our school were in choir with me and shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, choir kids were really, like, there were a lot of kids. Who were I wasn't super a cool. cool kid, but I was in choir. But there was very cool kids in the choir. Yeah, and you were friends with those cool kids in choir. Through choir, very much yeah. so, yeah. There you go. Very funny thing. But yeah, Turk and JD, they're, they're wonderful together. Turk really helps JD grow up at many different times. JD helps Turk in some ways as well. Some a ways. little bit of a lopsided one, but they're a cute friendship, and I think of an important one when you look at the past 20 years of TV Best Friends. I actually have that higher, but I and I didn't realize it. But I agree with everything you're saying. Turk and JD? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't realize it I, for some reason. I think I did it just because of how I saw the friendship at the beginning and how, mm-hmm. how it did it. Another one that reminded me of my, my friendship with my best friend. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was your seven? That was my seven. Yes, sir. Ooh, my seven is from Parks and Rec. Ooh. Can you guess? I've got one pretty high on my list from Parks Left. Let's find... Um, okay. So the one I have is April and Ron. Oh, I love this. No, I don't have this higher, but I fucking love that you have yeah. this on your list. This is one of my favorite friendships of all time. It's not as high on the list, but I just... I, I love their dynamic. Like, he... She doesn't want to be cool. And Ron is very, like... They're both very solo people. Like, they're both very to themselves and hate everything and that's what makes them like each other and through the entire show it's it the one episode that sticks out is the one where she kind of lets it go or uh reveals to him that she knows that he's duke silver when he like comes to her house and he just, i dig your groovy tunes man i dig your groovy tunes man he like opens the door to leave and she's like bye duke or bye duke silver and he closes the door and he's like where did you hear that my mom has all your records. That's I'm awesome. still surprised that nobody finds out who he is because 
of his record. Like, you, they have to sell the record somewhere in Pawnee. Well, I mean, they find out he takes the stage in the Pawnee Unity concert. Yeah, that's, like, late, though. That's it's super late. You're right. No, it's the fact that, like, Leslie and others were legitimately shocked and surprised in that moment. Yeah. Is, yeah, especially, like, someone like Leslie, who particularly is, like, in touch with the pulse of Pawnee. Yeah. And like, knows even, about the goings-on and activities and she that she's not even the, a part of. the Baskin-Robbins guy for his birthday. you think right. she would do more research on yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you're right about this, for sure. Um, that, is a, that is a well-kept secret that sh- shouldn't have been able to be well-kept. No. It just, it's just, it's well-kept, but it's amazing, well, amazingly well-kept somehow. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I absolutely love the uh, dynamic that they created between April and Ron. Like, it seems like it would, they wouldn't be because she was like this, I hate everything teenager when the, she started and then just blew up into like this great friendship. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Yeah. As he says late in the series, she was an apathetic, dumb kid. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, that was why he hired her. Yep. He hires people for weird reasons. He, he loves when things aren't getting done in the government. That's true. Like, Don't we all? <laughs> I, I'll never stay and do extra work myself, but if I have to stay to help someone else not get work done, yep. I would do that for the whole night. I watch that show all the time. I do too. It's amazing. It's, it's, a, it's just shuffle all the time. Yeah, it's it. I've said it on this program before. It's in the category of might be the best sitcom of all time. I it's in the category on, of it might be. I've stated on many occasions that it's better than The Office. Yeah. Oh, I'm full fully in that camp. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, the original purpose of this podcast, I don't think I've told you this yet. The yeah, original intent of this, the 1.0 version of After the Laugh Track, yeah. is I was going to take the eight shows that I think might be the best sitcoms of all time, uh-huh. but specifically in the Scrubs and later era, yeah, the post-Laugh Track era, yeah. and I was going to go episode by episode through each of them, Okay, doing rewatches on every episode of every one of these shows, and try and grade them all. And try to determine what I thought the best sitcom of all time was. Ooh, that'd still be good, though, I think. It'd have been fun, but it was it literally would have taken, like, 15 years. That's fine. Even doing, like, multiple episodes a week. I mean, the, and, the yeah, girls from The Office are doing it. They are, and and God bless them. But then again, we're, that's they're doing one yeah. show. Yeah, and uh, in the end, I, I tried... I even developed it in a format where I would do, like... It'd be New Girl Episode 1 versus The Office Episode 1. And I'd so like talk about both in the same, same episode and like grade them against each other and declare a winner at the end of every episode. There was okay. going to be a point system. That well, was the like office the, would have lost. That, that was like the two point. Oh, the office got creamed. That yeah. was actually one of the two I tried by myself because at the time I was also going to do this alone. Yeah, I've I've tried to do a podcast by myself and it's not. I did fifteen minutes and I was like, kudos to people that can broadcast by themselves because it's I difficult. I can't talk to myself. Same. I felt it's awkward. Yeah. Oh felt yeah. Fucking awkward, bud. I feel pretty awkward there, bud. Yeah, man. So oh, that, that was Letter the original. Kenny, uh, I like Letterkenny. It it Is got repetitive for me eventually. Yeah. I, I fell off it because like I fell off it after like six seasons because it just felt really repetitive. Okay. But I really I'm, enjoyed I'm in it. season five and I I love it. Yeah. I really enjoyed the, myself. Really it just the, got repetitive for me personally. The banter. Yeah. yeah. I, but I, I love the quick banter. I yeah. like. I. It's a fun show. It's really good. I agree. Um, you just did. What did you just do one? Um, no, I just did my April and Ron. Yeah. Which so you're on six. Really good one. Well yeah. well placed. My number like six, that. Ted Lasso and Coach Beard. That was an Ted honorable Lasso. mention for me. Nice. Yeah. So Just because I haven't seen season two yet. Mm, I know. Season two is a tearjerker, bud. I know. Get your tissues ready, bud. I know. The first season almost had me. The first season, uh, the first season gets me in the finale just because uh, it's yeah. a, you know it's a bunch of other people crying and stuff, and Jamie yep. getting yelled at by his dad, and like that shit got me. And the freaking the coach beard walking the letter from Ted that just says way to make the extra pass. It's yeah, just like that's the moment. Like that's the one where I'm yeah. just like, oh, I'm <laughs> blubbering, yeah, blubbering. Oh. But uh, I, I won't cry. go deep into details of season two then because you haven't seen it. Okay, but I will say at the more broad level. Coach Beard is all of my best friends rolled into one because my dumbass doesn't shut up much like Ted Lasso and is largely positive and uh, relatable like Ted Lasso. And I need that grounding friendship. I need that the guy who's a bit more introverted in public and obviously talks to me a lot more in the one-on-one and all that. Yeah. But like... Those friendships have been very valuable to me over the years because my dumbass doesn't shut up. And also, they're just adorable together. They're just like, they have they're this great. weird can't, they have this weird, like, 
It's uh, like a this, will they will they. It's this weird shorthand of diet like dialogue between them. Yeah. Ronald Reagan, the actor. Ah, oh, you walked me right into that one again. And they have all these weird little jokes they play on each other. I think um, I might, I might start that second season yeah. soon. Coach Beard somehow always understands what references Ted's trying to make when he makes the weirdest of references. Yeah, that's a weird. And also, Jason Sudeikis is that's just a TP in a wigwam right there. Yeah, what's that? He's too tense. He's too tense. I always make that joke. I love you're that a joke. Nelson, and you're a Nelson. I do believe he's trying to call us a couple negative Nellies. <laughs> You're a Nelson. It's so like, good. Yeah. Um, Outstanding friendship, though. Yeah. Watch season two. You'll be happy you did. Season three is coming around the bend. That I is the first happy. show that I intend to do weekly recaps of on this year' podcast. I have I'll to be catch going. Up. I'll be going through every week the new episodes of Ted Lasso through the new season when it comes out because I cool. adore it so much and uh, need yeah. to gab about it live every week right after the shows come out. Okay. Good. Yep. Good. Good. Tally Ho, that was my number six, good sir. Uh, I think you have this one higher, but I have Chandler and Joey. Oh, no, I had it lower. You did have it lower. Re- yeah. Oh, yeah, because I let you talk forever, and yeah. then I said, oh, yeah, I have this. Yeah, and then we said we'd, cut, we'd get into further detail. Well, this is the one example of non-toxic masculinity from throughout the Friends run. The, yeah. These friends that years ahead of the curve hugged it out all the time. I hug all my male friends. I hug all my female friends. I hug people. I just I'm a hugger. And Hugger. these two were part of that, part of that foundationally for me, where yeah. they were two best friends that hugged super regularly and there was nothing wrong with it. it was it's the great. only friendship that I could think of in friends that, ha- that was just consistently, consistently solid the entire way through that I could just feel was the most genuine. Like I was yes. thinking like Monica and Rachel. Yeah. Uh, Phoebe and Monica. Like I was just thinking like these little, fr- but like, the one that stuck out was Joey and Chandler because it does feel like it almost felt like their actual friendship was brought into the show. Yes. But just dialed up. Yep. So it just felt way too genuine. Yeah. Their chemistry Not was, too, their but. chemistry was always electric. Uh, they, they were a big strength of that show. It was actually, if, uh, if I was to throw out a second, uh, an oddball contender, I'd say Phoebe and Joey. I always like okay. I always liked their friendship, and I respected that the show didn't go for it in pairing them together at the end because it felt like I think everyone always presumed that you'd get Rachel Ross, Monica Chandler, yeah. Joey Phoebe, and oh, you got yeah. two thirds of those. You got two out of three of those couples by the end. Yep. But Phoebe found Paul Rudd and got married. Don't we all? And Joey moved out to L.A. to become a more successful actor. And then he made and that got, one random show. That was on Which Showtime. got four, three or four seasons. Oh, episodes years later. I'm, uh, episodes, he got the spinoff yeah. Joey. Oh, that's right. The spinoff yeah. Joey actually lasted like three or four seasons. That's right. I don't ever think it was that popular, but it got a few I years. I totally forgot about he that He got show. paid for a few extra years, so good for him. Yeah. You know? Extra on top of the the um Yeah, that sweet, sweet friends money. Yeah. Yeah, that sweet, sweet friends sweet, money. Sweet. And then he got to make episodes, which was a very funny show. Yeah. Yeah. I like Silver. I like Silver Hair Matt LeBlanc, too. Oh, pretty, yeah. Pretty handsome Silver guy Fox. with the gray. Looks, it looks good. It does look good. All right, so that was your number six? Yeah, number five. Any other thoughts on them before we move along? No, we nailed it. Wonderful. Jess and Cece at number five here. Okay. I know you mentioned right. them yeah, earlier, yeah. so we're I now had number at, seven, or eight. So they are my number five. Best friends since childhood. Uh, we actually get to see a scene at one point through flashback where um, it's the first time they've met, and see is they're using this flashback to show how much Cece constantly craves her mother's approval as a child. Okay. And the scene is Cece with Jess next to her, walking up to her mother and asking if they can have a play date. And the mother, like, very seriously evaluating this, like, nine-year-old girl (laughs) for, like, 20 seconds as she just stands there, like, giddy like Jess would. Yeah. And goes, one play date. And they both go, like, yeah. Like freak out like little girls do, yeah. And it's just a really cute scene. That was actually uh, a side note about New Girl. Mm-hmm. It's one of those shows that does a very good job casting child versions of their main characters. Okay, they only do they do very limited flashbacks, and they're always quick and kind of jokey like that. But whenever they cast young Nick, young Jess, young Cece, young Winston, yeah, or young Schmidt, all five of those child actors, well done. Kudos to those I'm kids. To think they of other shows job. that did that. That I, I'm like. Drawing blanks. And yeah, there's not a ton. You don't see it that often. And uh, New Girl, you actually get to of... see younger versions of all of them. Yeah. And they're all quite good. The only one I can think of right now is young Leslie when she was running for Congress. Mm. Or not Congress. Um, yeah. For uh, council. Yeah, city council. 
Yeah. That's an adorable one. And then Paul Rudd goes, where'd you get that girl? Can, that can was I get it? That was me. How did you do that? How did you do that? It's so funny. You think she'll do mine? You think she'll come and do mine? Paul Rudd on uh, Parks has got to be in the elite tier of like... Uh, featured Cam- run cameos. like can't, but it's like longer than a cameo. Yeah. What's the term for like? It's like longer than a cameo, but shorter than like cast regular. A cameo. Ooh, I like that with a bunch of extra A's. I'm in on that. Yeah, yeah. we're just gonna call it a cameo from now on. I'm in on that. Yeah, Paul Rudd's iconic in that cameo. But Jess and Cece, um, just beautiful female empowered friendship. Just a couple ladies loving each other deep. Um, bunch of great moments from. Jess falling down the stairs and smashing both of her legs while trying to uh, help Cece get prepared for her wedding shower. Um, just a bunch of great stuff between them from start to finish. Seven seasons of pure, beautiful friendship pure. with one super lo- huge fight that was, they were both non confrontational people yeah, who yeah. would just like bury it every time they were mad at each other. And it finally gets forced to the surface. And so then they have all the fights at once one episode. Ooh. And it's hilarious. Yeah. And plus, I just, I love, um, what the hell is her name? The girl who plays Jess. Zoe, Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. I love Zoe Deschanel. I do, too. Um, sweet. You got any more on them? No, I think, that, I think I've oh. said, I think I've said what I need to say about That was them. your number five? That was my number five. I, part of me just wants to skip to my four, because we talked about JD and Turk already. We did. We yeah, did. And then you, then you remembered that you had them high. And then you were like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I do have them on my list. So we can just go to, we talked, if you guys want to listen to that again, you can rewind a little bit. And yeah, then, JD and Turk, still a good friendship from yeah. television history. Uh, so you can just do your number four. We'll just go back. Number four is Troy and Abed. Uh, you had them lower. I Troy and Abed in the morning. Yeah, um, I actually forgot. About, I, so I made this list and then like a day later remembered Troy and Abed. So I had yeah. to reconfigure aggressively because I was like, they're in my elite tier. How did I forget about this? Yeah. So they're all the way up to number four for me. Nice. And uh, they're up at number four because they're this friendship of, hey, dorky guy and cool guy again. Yeah. We found our way back here. Yeah. So Troy is the cool guy, right? Yeah, but then Troy becomes fucking weird. He's still goofy in that show, though. Yeah, but it's awesome. It's great, yeah. like because he doesn't in season one. That's not what his character is. No, like he's the former jock from his high school. He was like the class quarterback who like tears his ACL. So then he goes to community college instead. Yeah, and like his whole character was like, "I'm a former jock." But yeah, like, but then he turns like that friendship. Abed pulls out the secret weirdo from within him. Yeah. And yeah, he, like Winston Bishop from New Girl, just has a complete devolution into lunacy in the best of ways. It's awesome. It's great. Great stuff. One of my favorite episodes of that is the D&D episode. Oh, D&D episode's great. Yeah. D&D episode's awesome for sure. Um, Troy, when he wants to break up with Britta... So he and Abed do like the, I wish I was you for one day and like fake a freaky Friday situation. And he's just very clearly having a mental breakdown because he yeah. just doesn't want to dump Britta yeah. is such a wild episode. I need to finish that show. It's such a wild episode. Cause There's I'm like so many shows that I'm like halfway whew, through, man, that one, that's a crazy one. Just cause I'm like, this dude should probably get some really severe mental help. This nah, is wild. No oh, man, it's a sitcom. Anybody, We're here for the ha-has. Yeah, if anybody needed help, I think it was Chevy. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, Chevy needed a lot of help uh, <laughs> on and off. I don't. I don't think you can really like. Uh, I. I don't think that cocaine-rattled brains who are racist can really be helped that much, though. No. Yeah. I once read a thing that was talking about the cocaine budget for Caddyshack. Really? What was like? What was uh, the budget? Like. <laughs> This guy, this reporter found the dude who is basically like the cocaine guy for Caddyshack. <laughs> and it was like near seven figures. Oh, my God. Like nearly a million dollars was spent on cocaine throughout the making of Caddyshack. Well, I get it. You need cocaine to do. Be, yeah. I mean, everyone cocaine. was just doing cocaine all the time on that side. Like everywhere. All the actors like fucking off, like off they're, camera people. They're Scrooge McDuckin. Dude, some cocaine literally files. just like but yeah this guy was just like yeah I, I had a good I had a good stable co- cocaine collect collection from South America and I had met Chevy and uh, before you knew it I was just the cocaine guy for Hollywood for like four years wow that's not it's something you shouldn't put on your resume well they like they do like the like 
anonymous thing. And it's just like this yeah. journalist like talking to him anonymously. Yeah. But it was fascinating. Could you imagine me like, sir, why do you want to work at Tim Hortons? Well, as you see on my resume, I was the cocaine guy for Caddyshack for four years. <laughs> if you can't be the cocaine guy for Hollywood for four years and then just retire after that, you're selling cocaine wrong. Yeah. Like, just stash your money, bro. Don't buy a huge house. Don't it, fucking, I guess, the gold. Pro- Literally just invest somewhere. Do a Ron You'll did. be able to set to retire after that. Put it in gold under a tree somewhere. I've always said I could retire if I wrote a good one-hit wonder. Oh, Especially yeah. if that one-hit wonder was like The Wobble or Cupid Shuffle or something that was like an instructional dance song. Yeah. And if you sell cocaine to actors for four years, that's the money you put in somewhere. Yeah. You retire with that money somehow. Yeah. You, you make enough and you invest it and you find a way to basically retire off of that money. Yeah. Yep. Or at least, at least do like a, a minimal job after that. That doesn't... Right. So something low-key. Yeah. Like a passion project, you know? Just yeah. like... doesn't pay super well. I just really like movies, and I get to watch the free movies, so I'm just like a manager of a movie theater yeah, in my small home hometown. Depot. Yeah, whatever. Get some free lumber and shit. Yeah, free... It's free but, real estate. So I guess that's my number four, Troy and Abed. Uh, you probably have this higher, but my number four, four is Jake and Boyle. I don't. They actually didn't crack my top ten. Really? Um, okay. I, they were close. Um, tell me all about why you have them. I, my, basically, I they narrowly missed my top ten. They're they're a good friendship, well, but I just this didn't is, quite get them there. This is going off first two seasons that I've seen so far. I, I've seen three seasons, um, but remember a lot. Or, I remember one and two, um, but then random episodes for three. But so far, um, they're in my top four because. I think a lot of these just remind me of my friendships and how they are and, and how realistic they seem. Like I, I could find myself being the Jake Peralta, just hanging out with some weird guy and then kind of getting, st- I feel like Jake got stuck with Boyle at some point, somehow, maybe they were, um, deputies together or something maybe, sure. but they, I think they got stuck with each other and Boyle grew on him so much so that he just takes all these little quirks. Yeah. Loves I, lo- I love all of Boyle's quirks. Um, and then Jake's just trying to be this guy who who's ama- he, he wants to be like the best at everything. And Boyle is the person who worships him. So I think he kind of took that too and was like, worship me. Oh, yeah. But now I kind of like you because you yeah. worship Charles me. Charles strokes Jake's ego very yes. heavily. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. But I I also think they're... they're um, what makes it better for me is the writing of their relationship and, and Andy Samberg and Joe Trulio, just them acting and, and making it hilariously good and seeming real. Yeah. Great episode for their friendship. Um, Jake finding out that Charles has been sleeping with Gina. Love that. I just watched that last And being super night. upset about it at first, but then congratulating him because like, yeah, you know, you told a friend that you wouldn't tell about it, and you yeah. kept your word to her. Yep. And uh, congratulations, buddy. You had your first, like, non-serious relationship. You didn't go full boil. You didn't go full boil. Didn't go full boil. And, yeah, that's yep. a very cute moment for their friendship. That's a good one. Yeah, but I, I just really like their friendship. That, and it's just fresh in my mind, too. That's fair. b 99s the shit, y'all. If you're not watching b 99 check it out. It's real good. It's a great show. Great show. We're up to top Ooh, threes. Yeah, top three. Whew. I've been waiting. Uh, we'll we'll see. I I think you're gonna have this higher. Ted Marshall. I have that higher. There we go. I I, yeah. I was confident you would have it higher than three. Yep. But that's okay. That I yep. That's my number three. Uh, I wonder if you even have this at all. Um, my number three is Ann and Leslie. I'm, that's my number two actually. So yeah, we'll just we'll bounce over to all my right, number we'll jump, two jump now. To your number two then. I have Leslie and Ann. Number two. <laughs> One of the best friendships of all time. Oh, it's so cute. And They're just so cute. Beautiful little starfish. Oh, uh, I I love gassing my friends up like Leslie does. She's Lo- yeah. and she's the compliment queen. Yeah. Like just bow before her might in yeah. terms of complimenting people. Leslie's and awesome. Leslie's Leslie's the character who is like. I'm trying to think of how to explain. She's like a mother hen. She's like you fuck with any of my friends. You're gonna get the full wrath of Nope. Oh yeah, the full wrath of Nope. Yeah. I also love how Anne helps Leslie learn to prioritize her own life a little bit. A little bit. Like it's another one of those relationships. It can't just be work. It's got you've got to. Yeah. Got and you, uh, you know. In. Obviously, she's only so successful because Leslie's still going Leslie. Yeah. But that's the that's the side of that friendship that I just love. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's the Leslie. 
Leslie brings Anne, it kind of helps her realize things too, like about her relationship with Andy at the beginning. Um, and then Anne kind of does that thing that all friends should do is rein you in if you need it. Yep. Just calms her down. Also pushes her towards Ben because she knows that that needs to happen. Fuck the rules. Yep. Love is love. Put that shit first. Love is love. Jobs can be replaced, y'all. If there's something, if there's a special love interest out there yeah. and your job's telling you no, but your body's telling you yes. Yep. Sing it. Go for it. I also like the episode where they're trying not to be flirty when they're going to like propose that baseball, the baseball tournament be at Pawnee. And they made this, she made the CD tape and it has like the banjo and the whale noises. And then, and then she sneaks in Al Green, let's stay together. <laughs> yep. she snuck in Al Green. Yeah. What? I want my friend to be happy. And uh, Rashida Jones is just hot. So. Oh, Rashida Jones is just so beautiful. Stunning yeah. woman. It's insane. Killing it. Um, uh, have yeah. You, have you heard that song Childish Gambino has that is like his whole like he has this whole verse about Rashida Jones? No. Uh, no. <laughs> like, ran into Rashida Jones backstage at my last show. Oh. And like she made some comment about him making comment about her being mixed. So he said, she said, she said to write me something nice on the next track, but she cute. So I wrote her ass a whole rap. Then I threw that shit away. It felt dumb. Believe me, it was bad. We're better off. You're welcome. I worked hard on that song like day and night. That whole song made this one verse crazy, right? Guess it all goes somewhere. You know that? Like that bullshit you taught before a cul-de-sac? Um, shit. It seems like they all want me to fail, but I'm not going back. I'm not going back, baby. I can't remember. Please tell me you I, I don't remember want hearing me it. to fail. It's off one of the mixtapes. I don't. It's either okay. off of that or off three thousand five. It might I feel be like on three thousand five. I think it, it probably is, but or because of the internet. Ooh, it might be from because of the internet. Wasn't three thousand five on because of the internet? Yes, that's that's okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it might be on that album. I'll have to listen to it. But yeah, great track. It's one of the first ones that he like really just like. Sings no auto tune, no foot, and just like yeah. just sings on a track. He sings, dude. Great. He sings so good. Yeah. And I didn't know that shit. The first like no. the first album because Camp is just like it's just rap. It's just rapping, yeah. and it's beautiful. Camp's yeah. Camp is still my favorite Gambino album of all of them. I just and love the that second, album. The second one is because of the internet, because of the internet, and that's where you kind of get that little bit. Yeah, he gives you a wee bit of it, and then he drops the fucking like Sly and the Family Stone tribute album, essentially. Yeah, which is th- such a hot funk album, and which, then which we, one was it? The album before all the This Is America stuff. I lost. I always lose track of the album names, with Redbone and oh, Boogeyman, oh. and yeah, yeah. Uh, um, all that stuff on it. Awaken my love. Awaken my love. Thank I have that you. on vinyl. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's a great one. That's a great record. Yep. Hell yeah. Great stuff. Yep. Yep. Any uh, closing thoughts on Anne and Leslie? I think we nailed all of the points. Oh, they are just beautiful. And great, Leslie's great amazing compliments. It's all just That's what it is, lovely. though. They compliment oh, each other my really fa- well. They, they have possibly my favorite friendship moment in television history. What's that? It's Leslie sitting there freaking out as they're recounting on oh, election night. Yeah, yeah. And Anne walks in and goes, it's still 21 votes. But you won. Yep. I'm tearing up right now just thinking about it. Like, it gets me every time. Ooh, it's just so good. It's, and it's she's like, and that was real sneaky. <laughs> that was real sneaky. She's like, I know, but I had to do it. And they're just so fucking cute. It's, oh, man. It's yeah. great. Ooh, maybe we should do uh, top 10 like couples. Oh, I was. I, I plan to get to both top 10 main couples and top 10 side couples as separate episodes eventually. Because there's two from Parks that would be just perfect oh that's incredible stuff you're absolutely right yeah uh parks does their romances extremely well well. yeah uh i think you're on dose uh that was my dose as you recall so that was your three and then i was like i have it higher it's my two in fact so we're up to your number two my number two is michael and dwicked oh wow yeah michael and dwicked not on my list at all sir that's such a make it rain in on me I, it's hard to explain in words how much I like their relationship because it's the show itself was so good and I it was more about the chemistry that they had through the entirety of the season and the one thing that I can say um, uh, about like the one thing that I can say to sum up all of it is Gutenprank at the very end when Michael comes in 
And he and oh, then Dwight yeah, goes, yeah. Michael, you came. He's like, that's what she said. Yeah. Fucking yeah. I, oh. That's such a funny one because like it starts out so much as just like corporate kicks ass stooge, yeah. just like bow like bowing down to Michael. But no, they're a great friendship. They're yeah. great. To, their chemistry together on screen is wonderful. They play off each other so well. Yeah, they're, they're a great television friendship for sure. Uh, it's just, it might not be, it might not be like the best in terms of like official rankings, but for me, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Hey, that's what we're doing here. Yeah. We're talking favorites. We're talking I'm a, favorites. Yeah, that's it. I, I, I'm a big component of you go with what you feel. Go with your gut, baby. Trust your gut. Um, oh, I think we're at your number one then. We are indeed at my number one. Although... For the record, I know you're number one you based on it being one. higher. So yeah. I'm actually going to – we're going to go to that first okay? because I just want to talk about them. And then because okay. my number one, I'm actually going to make you play a guessing game for because I don't think you're going to figure it no, out. I'm not. But uh, Ted, so Ted Mosby. Ted and Marshall and, from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Ted, Ted Mosby and Marshall Erickson. That's right. From How I Met Your Mother. That's my number one. It's a very respectable number one. I had him at number three, but it's a very respectable number one. Yeah. They're beautiful together. They are. They have so many good moments. And I, I just like the story that they met in uh, college and, and they kind of just stuck it out. It just reminds me of my friendship with my best friend, how we met in elementary school. And then we haven't, we lived together briefly. We've hung out a lot and he feels like a brother to me. And that's how I feel like Ted and Marshall, just through everything that they've been through, seem like. The episode where they do the flashback and reveal that Marshall thought that Ted was the dean when they first get roomed together is so funny. And then Ted goes to eat a sandwich. Yeah. And Marshall's like, like, no fair. No, it's it's just so funny. Yeah, uh, all the college flashbacks are really funny. Yeah, they, they, those scenes are always those scenes always crack me up when How I Met Your Mother goes back to college. I love the eat a sandwich thing as the continued metaphor for smoking weed throughout smoking the series, because yep. he's talking to his kids after all. Yep. Tell him all sorts of weird sex stories, but he's got to come up with a metaphor for fucking smoking weed. I know. Very. Maybe weird. he just randomly did come up with metaphors for doing it, but we just don't know what they were. Yeah, I guess. But man, I couldn't do it. Yeah. But yeah, their friendship is is super wholesome. And the one of the things that's one of the episodes that stands out is the one where Ted goes to um, St. Patrick's Day, and then he comes home and Marshall's like shows him the voicemails that he left him from yep. butt dialing, um, and he kind of he kind of gives him that yelling moment. Puts him in check. Yeah, puts his ass in check. You were and being then vice, a jerk. Vice versa, that flips in the episode. Uh, Who wants to be a godparent? Yeah, yeah. When when Marshall and Lily are being real. Buttheads. The main buttheads. Yeah. It's true. And then the whole group kind of yeah. does that. But good friends hold each other accountable when they need to. Yeah. That, that's how you raise each other up in this world, folks. Yep. It can't all be sunshine and roses. You got to be honest with your friends in yep. the moments they need. They, you don't need to be honest in every moment. You know, you could let the little things slide. But yeah. big moments like that, you got to step up for your friend and put them in check. That's what friendship is. Friends, family. Big time. <clears throat> that's how you do it. Big time. So that's a killer number one. Uh, do you have any guesses what as to my number one? Oh man, um, I feel, do ha, have I seen the show? Maybe. Okay. Well, um, I'll I'll give you the first. I'll give you a hint. Okay. With each question, if the if the if the answer itself doesn't provide a hint. Okay. This show is on the USA Network. Ooh. Um, okay. That's a big hint. Um, it is. Don't know the, don't know the characters' names, but I'm assuming. Oh shit! What's the name of the show? <laughs> is the main character a white guy with brown hair? It is. Psych. Yeah. Oh, you USA Network got me. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I don't remember the so, character's name. I Sean, have not seen Sean Psych. Spencer and Gus. Fuck! Why am I blanking on Gus' last name? That's a long last name. Yeah. yeah. That's a very long lesson. <laughs> uh, Sean and Gus are my number one. Never seen the show. Oh, it's a delightful show. It's a, it's actually one of my cheat codes onto this. Uh, I, it will be talked about a lot on After the Laugh Track, and technically it's an hour long procedural. Yeah, but you know it's a, it's a it's a comedy first and foremost. Yeah. It's a comedy procedural. It has like sitcom. it's about a fake. So it's a fake psychic detective agency for fuck's sake. Like yeah. the whole show is just this guy who was raised by his detective dad to be hyper observant. 
Yeah. And so he's just like a good detective inherently and didn't want to become a cop or anything real like that because he's a rebel and a badass. Yeah. So he kind of winds up landing in fake psychic. And, I do remember uh, that. It's, it's, it's a delightful show. It's hilarious. All eight seasons are freaking gold. It's... Uh, They've now made three movies since the show ended, and I won't lie, two of these three movies are kind of like, it's not my favorite, the movies part, but all eight seasons of the show itself are utterly gold, and their friendship is the biggest driving factor of that for me. I've been hearing nothing but good things about that show. They're just two buddies that just, one is super fun and lighthearted, one is a super stick in the mud, and they both need each other to... Meet in the middle, as we've talked about with so many of these great friendships on this list, as yeah. a matter of fact, really. Definitely. Um, and <laughs> there's a running bit on the show where every time uh, Sean introduces Gus to like new people, he uses like weird made-up names. I do remember like, that. Like, this is Constantine Benvoglio. And, like, <laughs> I think I've seen maybe one or two episodes, but I don't remember... I, I remember like their dynamic. Yeah, the dyna- It's it's all about the dynamic for me with these two that it, that propelled it to number one. Uh, I just have the most fun watching their friendship. There's other friendship. elements of the show that are hilarious. They get a bunch of great hilarious guest stars. John Cena's on a few episodes. Yep. Um, ton of great. Cameos I remember that. I remember the hearing that they had a bunch of different uh, cameos too. Yeah, because it's a weekly procedural, so you can have a yeah. person come out and just like you know either be In like a murderer it's or like. A- like uh, like law and order, murder or, yeah, exactly, yeah. but w- with comedy. Yeah, it's like comedic law and order. Yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah, Jude law, law. Jude Law was on an episode. Was Jeff Order? On? Oh, never mind. But um, tis. So those are our respective top ten best friends from television sitcom history. I did have um, I did have another honorable mention that I thought of, but I can't remember what it was now. Hmm. Been there. Mm, yeah, I still, I actually still feel like I'm missing one iconic one. Yeah, no, me too. Like I'm still missing one that's just like on the tip of my tongue that I just could not f- remember to put on my I list. I was, I was debating putting um, Raj and Howard on from mm. Big Bang, but yeah, I could, I, I could never get into Big Bang myself. I like it. I've seen it all, but I think there were just better friendships yeah. than theirs. I mean, granted, theirs is great, but. I feel That's like fair. there were better ones that had better explanation than sure. just two friends who were They're just nerdy buddies that exactly. are just part of a buddy group. Yep. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this was fun, man. Fun yeah, I enjoyed it. Fun cutting it up with you. It is hot in my room, though. Yeah, so. it's hot up in her. So take off all your clothes. Uh, okay. If you guys have enjoyed what you've been listening to out there, make sure to like, follow, subscribe, do all those various things that help podcasters out. Throw a five-star review up there. You can talk smack in the comments. We don't really care if the comments are mean, nice, whatever. Make them entertaining if they're mean or nice. We yeah. want to be entertained. Oh, yeah. But throw those sweet, sweet five stars up. We love the bling. Sweet, sweet. We like watching them just like fall from the sky. Mm. Uh, we just we love to see them very much. They help... They help broadcasters out a ton that are trying to do this thing themselves, man. Pirate yep, yep. radio, pirate podcasting needs the help of people like you. We hope you listen back again to After the Laugh Track. Also, make sure to check out Good Fun Media's other offerings out there on D2B2 Sports, cutting it up about gambling and sports and doing it through the lens of comedy and through analysis. Uh, make sure to check out Morons of the Multiverse where we will be cutting it up about all sorts of crazy shenanigans and nerd fandom, mostly through the prism of the MCU, but also diving into DC and other weird properties on the side here and there. And uh, make sure to follow that network page if you want to keep up on all those things. Good Fun Media always helps just to kind of get all the follows in all the places, you know? You'll see us all over your feed that way. Yes, yes. Eric, do you have any closing thoughts for the people? I don't. Just watch TV, guys. Yeah, TV's good. Watch some sitcoms. They really do make your day better. Yeah, it's, it's good soul food. I think we all kind of have our ones that we binge. But uh, jump outside of it a bit. Try to try some outside-the-box ones a bit. Like, uh, How about this? Let's, let's end with this. Pick one show off of your list your, that you would, if, if they haven't seen it, to start. Um, I'm actually going to go outside my list for okay. a show that uh, I think kind of went under the radar for a lot of people. But I, I've mentioned it on here before lightly on different episodes of After the Laugh Track. But I got to keep saying it to people. Brockmire on Hulu was a okay. AMC show, I believe. Um, but it's on Hulu now. It was an IFC show. That's what it was. Uh, it was okay. an IFC show. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Really funny show. Hank Azaria lad. Uh, Amanda Peet as another uh, lead on the show. I like Amanda Peet. I do too. Very funny actress. Very talented person. Uh, the show is very funny. Uh, kind of dark. Has a weird level of heart to it. Covers the topic of sobriety eventually in a cool and funny way that I think is an uncommon but uh, rich topic. And also spends its final season in a weird dystopian future. And oddly one of the most like accurate representations of the future I've ever seen. Nice. Like ever. They kind of nail what I think the future is going to be. All right. I'm going to have to watch that one. Very good show. Hank Azaria crushing it. Brockmeyer, check it out, ladies and gents. And I'm actually going to go outside of mine, too, Ooh. and say a good place. Oh, love the good place. Tell the people why. It's, a, it's good. It's good. Um, I'll say this the about first the first two seasons. I'll say this about the good place. It picks up a shitload at the back end of season one. Yeah. Uh, the first handful of episodes didn't catch me. but I, So I started watching it when it came out yeah, for yeah. a couple of reasons. One, I love Kristen Bell. Yeah. Another, I love Mike Schur. Oh, yeah. And I was like, Kristen Bell and a Mike Schur show? I have to watch that, period. So yeah. I'm gonna. I didn't realize Mike Schur was... Uh, EP, creator of the show. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Mike Schur is the hottest producer of the 21st century. Yep, definitely. But, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those that the first handful of episodes were like kind of funny, but also like really out there. And then as you kind of at the back end of season one learn a major twist about the show, it becomes way better. And then from then on everything's different after blank twist that I won't spoil here. Yeah. And the show becomes 10 times better. Definitely watch it. Definitely I need, watch I need it. to finish. I need to finish or catch up on it. But that was one where I, I binged a ton of it. I have this thing where like I'll watch a TV show for X amount of time. And then my ADD kicks in where I like, I don't get bored with the show. I just, I need to watch something different onto something different. And then I watch that and then it just, it cycles through and I end yeah. up not getting back to something else. So yeah. that's so why a lot of these the, I'm like, I see now you have so many unfinished ones that you need to use the ADD to just bounce between them. That's true. So the next time you're shuffling my off ADD or something, is my superpower. Like, I'll pick up. Yeah. I'll pick <laughs> up where I left off in Brooklyn nine, nine. Oh, yeah. I'm sick after a season of that. All right, I'll jump over to the good place. And then I'll switch over to Brockmire. Yeah, it's all a bunch of good television out For there, sure. though, folks. For These sure. are the comfort shows of our generation and the ultimate streaming era where you don't even have to watch commercials while you watch them anymore. It's hot. So hot. We got to. So hot right now. All right, thanks for listening, y'all. And as always, you stay classy, planet Earth. <laughs>